0: What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. It's great to be with you. I am Gary, your host, and this, this episode is dropping on a Friday, but I'm recording it Thursday night when in a game between Memphis and Detroit with five minutes left, Ja Morant has 31 points in 24 minutes. But it's just the preseason, right? I, I got to remind myself that. It's still fun, and we're still... Man, less than a week away from the NBA regular season kickoff. I am pumped. Hey, some of you that were with us through that uh, top 30 players to buy, that countdown, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, each week I've decided I'm going to release a new version of the top 20. So uh, be, be uh, just ready for some changes with LaMelo Ball being hurt. That's going to knock him down from 14 for a little while. Uh, and some players returning from injury. Welcome back, Kawhi Leonard. Welcome back, Zion. Those guys will move up a spot or two or three, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot going on. And just four days left, four or five days left till the start of the NBA season. You guys, today I want to continue our Basketball Cards 101 series. We kind of got away from it a little bit in this preseason excitement, and uh, and we should have. But this series, if you search back in our podcast, We've been doing this since the start, like off and on for a year and a half. Uh, in fact, I've got a, a draft of chapters and a book that I want to release at some point called Basketball Cards 101. Just as a resource to you, to all of us that are, are brand new to this, or maybe your kids are starting out in it, uh, or you're coming back to it after a you know 15-year hiatus like I did and like some of us did uh to to remember or to learn for the first time the basics when it comes to sports cards, basketball cards, where to buy them, buying and selling, how to take care of them. Today we're gonna talk about grading cards, grading your cards. It's a thing that, you know, when I was a teenager, I I don't even know if it was a thing yet. It was uh it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. But nowadays you have uh 10 to 12 companies that are uh, willing to take your cards, evaluate them, give them a uh, rank, their condition, like from a a 10 or a 9.5 that to that company could be a gem mint with no flaws or so they think. Right. Uh, Some of them are using only human graders. Others are starting to use more automated or computer digital grading and uh, trying to eliminate the errors or the, the discrepancies between. You know, what looks like a 10 to Gary one day might look like a 9 to Bill the next day. You know, uh, there's there's that human aspect of it. But we're going to talk about the why to grade your cards, the where to get them graded, uh, which that'll also have to do with the cost of how much and, and then what cards to grade. And uh, it's pretty timely. And In fact, um, I've probably mentioned it more than once that, hey, I've been waiting for PSA to Tell me what grades I got on the seven cards I just sent them uh, at the end of September. I mean, here we are. It's October. What is it? October 13th. Oh, yeah. It's October 13th. I had to look over that little iCal icon to see the 1-3. Yep, it's October 13th as I record this, the 14th as you listen. So, yeah, good times. Uh, today, today I got this email as I was uh, traveling. I got this email said your grades are in. And so of course I had to pull over to the side of the road and uh go on to my little safari app and psa card.com that's where I graded these seven cards and uh I guess I'll talk you through what that was like for me as a as an example. It's not the first time I've graded cards. I've probably done this seven or eight times now. uh only by submitting a group myself that I have selected and prepared those cards and shipped them to that company and then waited, you know, um, but let's, let's just go over the basics. Uh, when we say a company is going to grade your card or you want to get that card graded, it means they will do several things. Number one, they'll identify that card as authentic with its description. So 1996 tops Kobe Bryant card number whatever number it is and you know any other distinguishing features about it that might be in the title and then that that is put on like a a sticker which is put on a plastic case or we call them slabs and then that card is fitted into the slab securely tightly so that you you have to like use a hammer or a pair of pliers or something fierce to, to crack that thing open. It's, it's, it's meant to preserve the condition of the card and to preserve the integrity of the case as well. So you couldn't like get a, get a, another card graded as a 10, pull that card out and put another card in and say, Hey, look at my card. No, there's there. You basically have to destroy a case to, uh, <laughs> to get the actual card out. They put them in that securely, but it's to protect the card. All right. So why would we grade cards to protect them? To have someone else assess the value of them and affirm, yes, this is authentic. You know, like I wish they would have done with my Michael Jordan '86 Fleer. That's not a real card. I mean, it's a it's a reprint, whatever. Uh, but but that's the thing. There's a, there's some truth. There's some accountability. Like, no, that's not a real card. But when they do grade your card and affirm that it's that description, you know, that 1996 tops Kobe Bryant card we're talking about, uh, that helps authenticate so to protect to authenticate to display i mean they look good sometimes you can request slabs of a certain color from a different company uh some some companies are better at uh designing their slabs for displays on shelves and cases uh but it's a nice way to display cards and and certainly uh when a card's value has been affirmed as mint or as gem mint or if you heard someone say man i got a gem or or is it going to gem or do you think it'll gem? That just means perfect 10. No issues at all. No dimples, no smudges, no cracks, no crevices, no scrapes, no weird printing lines, no off-centered stuff. I mean, all the things, right, that you could possibly imagine. The sharp corners, they don't they don't say pack fresh. I think it's funny some of the weird descriptions you see on, on eBay. Pack fresh, non-auto, eBay one of one, hot. Buy it now, like... Ships today, like they'll add all these funny, things, all that to say when you are getting your card graded and it grades well, like it gets a really high grade, that adds to the value of that card. So for a while, and and still it's a legitimate way to increase your uh, the value of your cards, to increase what profit you could make in reselling them, to buy cards, have them graded. And if they score a gem 10 or if they score a mint 9, For the most part, those cards will uh, have more value, sometimes a lot more value, especially uh, cards that are what we would say there's fewer tens, a lower population count of gem mint graded cards that way. So you would want to grade cards. Why? To preserve, to protect, to display, and to increase their value. That's what happened to me with these seven cards I sent to PSA. That's the company I chose. We'll talk about some of the options in a minute. But why did I do that? I mean, this time I did it to in an attempt to make money, to increase the value of my cards. So I identified seven cards that I thought, hey, these look good to me. They look like mint cards of superstars. And uh, so you could imagine I've got my Anthony Edwards. I've got my Giannis Antetokounmpo. I've got my Ja Morant. i got my Tyrese Maxey. Got Desmond Bain and, of course, Darius Garland autograph cards. Like, I sent seven cards in that I was like, because here's the thing I did. And I would encourage you, if you're considering getting cards graded uh, in the hopes of increasing value or making money, this is like more of a 201 level thing. You do need to find out, okay, right now, what is a card that grades as a 9 selling for? Like, what are people paying for a 9 or for a 10? Or even for an 8, because I'm telling you, you might think a card is a 10, but that's no guarantee that the company will grade it that way and that it'll come in a secured case that says 10 on it. In fact, of the seven cards I sent, I found out today that only one of them was graded as a 10. So I was glad that I did the research on these cards, and I said, you know what? If that Giannis Prestige rookie from 2013, if it only gets me an an 8 or a 9, will I be glad that I graded it? And I I looked at what it was selling for and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know what I paid for the card. I know what I got for it in trade and what I paid to have it graded. I think it was a total of like $68 or $78 to see that a nine was selling a PSA nine of that same exact card. If it's graded, is selling for, you know, $120, $150. I'm like, yeah, and it's a Giannis. So I I feel good about preserving its, uh, you know, shape and, and its, its condition. So I like that. Um, but I did the research before I went into grading. Okay, I said, hey man, if this comes back as a lower grade, we'd like to think that all the cards we send in will be gem mint because we picked them, right? And we really want them to be 10s. I really wanted that Tyrese Maxi Silver Prism rookie card to be a 10, it wasn't. But me really wanting it to, and that's part of the reason I bought it, I'm like, I want to get a 10 Sometimes it's your way to get a great value card without having to pay the premium price is to buy a raw one for 40 or $50, send it to a grading company, and pray for a 10. Sometimes you actually do get a 10 like I did on one of the seven cards. So, so why do we get cards graded? I think it's important to know that. Uh, more people that are spending high-dollar money on cards, they want to know it's in great shape. They want to know you haven't messed with it. They want to know it's been affirmed. So a lot of people buy only graded cards, only already graded cards. I I can't say that I blame them. I think that's a great idea. Uh, The other thing is uh, you have this, you have this chance to uh, level up quickly to level up by getting cards graded and reselling them. And then you've got more money to spend on cards or more money to spend on whatever else you want. You know, um, Or you're able to get better cards that you're into for a cheaper price. Like I was fortunate that, man, Desmond Bain is one of my favorite young players in the league. I did not have, like, I've got a bunch of really cheap Desmond rated rookies and select and optic and, and prism base. I just have a bunch of like average Desmond Bain cards. So when I saw this prism silver uh, at a shop and I'm like, huh, if that if that gets me a 10, I will be so pumped that I bought that card and sent it in. It looks really well-centered. It looks ready to go. I didn't see any markings on it or any awkwardness with it. So that that is the card that got me a 10. And uh, there's a part of me that's like, good, I've got an awesome Desmond Bain card that I'm going to keep for a while. Because my man is going to have a great season and, uh, I think, a fantastic career. So... So, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, hey, uh, Desmond Bain gets a 10. Uh, I love it. I-, I love what that adds to my... But then I also noticed, man, 10s are selling for $250, $300. And, um, you know, knowing what I paid for it, I might as well try to sell it and uh, and seize those profits. So we'll see what I actually wind up doing because, as we talk about in other episodes, there are good times of the year to buy and sell. And if Desmond's looking like an all-star in January... I might have to part with that card. But why do we get cards graded? Before we talk about where and what cards you might want to grade, okay, and how to even, even get that started, right? I would say know why you're doing it, to preserve, to protect, to add value, right, um, to help display them better. They look cool in the display case, to have it affirmed or authenticated. I think there's a lot of good reasons to do it. A lot of good reasons to pay the $18 or 22 or 30 whatever it is, given the value of those cards. Go ahead and do it. Uh, there are many good reasons for you to do that. So where to get cards graded? What cards should I grade? Those are big questions we will answer after this quick break. Back, and I want to say a couple things before we get into some more about grading your cards. I got a message on Instagram today from MV Cards in New Zealand. He says, Hey, bro, just want to say that I love the podcast and the grind you put into this hobby. Thanks. I listen to you every night, all the way over here in New Zealand with a little New Zealand flag emoji. I was thinking for another podcast you do. Thoughts on Brandon Ingram? We saw what he is capable of against the Suns, and now Zion's back. All eyes will be on the Pelicans. And uh, my reply, MV cards in New Zealand. Thank you so much for listening, by the way. Um, Dude, you're right. You're absolutely right. Brandon Ingram is a fantastic player and well-deserving of being on my top 30 countdown. The challenge that they're going to have to figure out and that as a card investor, I'm going to be watching carefully is now that uh, not only is Zion back, but uh, C.J. McCollum is a major part of that offense, and they've got a couple of young pieces, parts like Herb Jones and Trey Murphy now, and other players they want to work in, and they can work in. And at the same time, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, in the playoffs, uh, Brandon Ingram is a playmaker and an incredible scorer, and his his size and his skill set uh, l- reminds me of Kevin Durant. Really, just you know, 6'10", terrific ball handler, terrific shooter. Uh, I think Ingram's a better passer, by the way. I think Ingram is a point forward, can run the offense. And uh, at the same time, I'd have to check in right now and see how young, how old, whatever Ingram is. I think he's 24, which is still uh, still just a puppy. Maybe he's 25. Either he's still young. And uh, and no, you're absolutely right. In fact, when I, that, that whole year, Zion's rookie year, and he was the big headline, uh, when I was following and tracking and just watching how Zion was going to play and how the Pelicans would do, it seemed like most of the time, Brandon Ingram was actually the one carrying that offense, carrying that team. And uh, you are absolutely right. Uh, and Ingram is a great bargain right now. So thank you, MV Cards. And all the way from New Zealand. I think it's so fun, you guys, knowing that basketball cards is a hobby from around the world and that we have collectors and investors listening, interacting on the Discord. I'm like, I can tell my wife, hey, honey, um, I just interacted with some of my friends in Germany or Spain or the UK or Canada or Portland, Oregon or California or Texas or Texas or Texas, if you know what I'm saying. Peter, I'm talking about you, man. Shout out. All the way to Houston, Texas. You guys rock. I need to hear your take on Kevin Porter Jr. Let's go. Come on. I'm tired of hearing about Alperin Shingoon's gonna do this or that. I want to hear Kevin Porter Jr. is gonna do that and all that. So uh no, seriously, it is uh it's great to be a part of our community. Guys, always feel free to message me at hoops and cards on Instagram at hoops and cards. Direct message. Uh, or you can email me, Gary at hoopsandcards.com. Gary at hoopsandcards.com. Another preseason update for you that I think was cool. Uh, some of us have speculated, hey, what are the Spurs going to look like this season? You know, they lost Lonnie Walker, the fourth. They've lost four Lonnie Walkers. You believe that? No, they lost Lonnie the fourth. They they traded DeJounte Murray. Like, what, what can we expect out of these Spurs? And it's hard to tell sometimes what Greg Popovich is thinking about his young players because he gradually works them in well tonight I mean we're still midway through the third and you've got Devin Vassell with 18 points in 22 minutes that's a good start Trey Jones running the offense nine points three assists seven boards Keldon Johnson man he blew up two nights ago had me looking at all these silver prism Keldons I think he's a good uh, bargain right now Joshua Primo, yeah, he's raw, he's talented, not sure what position he is as far as a guard goes, not sure that it matters, because in positionless basketball, but the Spurs are uh, barely beating Oklahoma City, and OKC has yet to play Shea Gilgis-Alexander in the preseason, I, again, it's just the preseason, say it with me, it's just the preseason, and I had to remind myself that, you guys, I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of times the advice I'm giving to you, I'm also trying to follow it myself. I'm trying to tell myself, hey, Gary, patient. Uh, dude, the, the buying opportunities, they're going to last for another 8 to 10 weeks. So when you're at that show and you're like lingering over that R.J. Barrett, you know, uh, patch auto number to 75, just know this. It's going to be cheaper in a month, probably. Like just the general basketball card market and the sports card market. Trends downward uh, in an average November and December as, man, NFL, the people are waiting for the playoffs and they're kind of consolidating into the better quarterbacks that'll be leading playoff teams. In NBA, they're following the big-name rookies, but that might be it. They're waiting for the all-star game and for the playoffs. So, so just know the ebb and flow. In fact, it's a great time to do what we're talking about right now, to be grading your cards or to buy cards that you think could be graded and uh, we talked about why to do that. Let's talk a little bit about where to get your cards graded. Because you'll hear all these... It seems like in order to be a like a legit grading company, you have to have a three-letter name. Like HGA, PSA, SGC, BGS, CSG. Like, I wish someone would just be like original and come up, come up with like, you know. Then again, you've got... <laughs> I guess every other word on the planet has been used for describing the actual cards. Exquisite, immaculate, impeccable, revolution, spectra, astro. Like, we we have beaten the English language to death in the world of sports cards. Optic blue velocity. You would think we're talking about some, like, spaceship or something. Nope, we're talking about a little cardboard chrome square with uh, Jared Vanderbilt's face on it. And that's your optic blue velocity. <laughs> so, um, red cracked ice. Like, okay. It's just, it's, it's literally just a three inch by two and a half inch card with, you know, Mufundu Cabangeli's face on it. You're, you're not getting a, a handful of dangerous red ice for some reason, but we like to, we like to brag about our stuff. We like to like, like build it up in our minds that, uh, There's nothing like it, so it's immaculate, right? It's flawless. It's Donruss. I don't know what that means. What does Donruss mean? I I have no idea. If anybody out there knows what Donruss means, can you mention uh, message me at hoops and cards on Instagram? What is what is Donruss? I feel like tops is like the way of saying they're the best they're the they're the tops they're they're on top you know um i just don't know why they put two p's in there maybe it's because they didn't want to be confused with those like spinny tops that you put on a table and then you spin and they go you know like a top yeah i digress let me get back to the point where am i going to get my cards graded and and uh guys there have been uh a number of grading companies that have been around a while like beckett grading services like psa like uh, SGC, and uh, with basketball cards, if you were just to go to a show or go on eBay, uh, most of the cards, I would say more than 50%, more than 60%, dare I say it, more than 70%, have been graded by PSA with the white label on top and the red outline. PSA is the Apple computer it's the iphone of grading it's the it's the nike it's the main brand that people who want to buy the card with the best value and the best reputation and the standard look of a graded card i mean there's a long story about how they got there and how they held on um and how they survived the the backlog of 2021 like how they how they dealt with uh millions of cards that slowed and stopped their processes for a while because everybody was doing it they said wait a minute i can buy this card for 10 bucks and send it to these guys and it'll come back worth 200 bucks. That was actually happening. That was actually a thing. And then everybody started doing it and uh certainly watered down the market, slowed down their turnaround times and uh and by the way like when your turnaround time lasts a year like mine did a couple of times the, the players don't don't always turn out like they get injured or they they don't perform well or the card's not worth what it was when you sent it in and you're like, "Dude, I didn't want to gr-. All I'm saying is PSA, a PSA 10 gem, like the PSA brand is the most popular. And and because, or excuse me, since it's the most popular, it has the most value. More people demand it. It has the most resale value. Uh, Their company has grown tremendously in response to that massive global demand for grading. So they've gotten more graders and more places to grade cards than ever And they caught up. They caught up to the the massive stash of however many cards they had to. And so now, like, the cards I submitted, what, sometime in September that I just got back here in mid-October, that was a pretty quick turnaround. You know, I probably paid for a 90-day service on cards that, uh, you know, you hope would value somewhere close to $400, and they got them back to me within a month like a little over a month i'm extremely happy with that um that's that's psa they're doing well but i'm a, i'm able to access that because i'm a member some some companies you don't have to pay for a membership to get their grading prices or their best deals um but psa made it worth our while to do that so what i want to tell you is <clears throat> take a look at psa take a look at sgc Take a look at HGA and BGS because some people like going to uh, BGS because they will tell you why they gave a certain grade and they'll grade different parts of that, like centering and surface. They, they'll they'll break it down and give you subgrades for each quality or trait of your cards. Like when I get when I get that uh, package on Saturday, probably that says here's your PSA cards and you know your Darius Garland auto is a seven. There's no way for me to know why you know unless i hold it up to the light and like oh yeah there's a big crevice there or there's a dimple that i missed when i sent it in you know stinking dimples stupid dimples thanks a lot darius Well, how do they know if it's not like just a dimple on his face i don't know any anyway th- there's no way psa doesn't explain it whereas some of these grading companies they'll they'll give you subgrades and say oh, okay it didn't score so high on centering that's why it got a 7 you know uh if you want more detail in fact, the reputation in the last uh, year or two years is that SGC actually does faster turnaround. Their, their label looks like a nice tuxedo on the card, and they are known as stricter graders. They just are. But what I would tell you is whatever you hear me say about grading and these companies, uh, like take that into consideration, but do your own research. Go to their websites. I did this. Go to, your web, go to their websites, create an account at each one of them. It doesn't cost anything to create an account unless you're going to join as a member, then, then I would just like weigh the cost of a membership. Is it worth it? Am I getting you know, good value with their magazines and with their discounts on grading and, and all that stuff? Is it is it worth it? And if the answer is yes, I mean certainly go for it. But do do shop around, you guys. But as you're shopping around, know things like: hey, hybrid grading approach, HGA. You can design. What the label on the front of your slab, on the front of your graded card looks like. You can design it, pick it colors that match the team of the player, colors that match the card and the look, colors that are standard to HGA. I like that. I like it. In fact, uh, I like the way those look. I, I sometimes wish they were more popular. I wish SGC were more popular. Why? Because I'm not trying to decorate my house with these little things. I'm trying to make money. This is an investor's issue and the And so that's why uh I've sent seven grading submissions all to the same place to p s a and I have the benefit of living in the u s and it's cheaper to ship there and I've had a good response um where they've extended my membership several times because of uh Covid and their delays in grading and things so they've they've done well, even though two of those submissions seem to take forever. I think one thing to know when you send your cards away to somebody, whether that's a vault to store them or a consigner to sell them or a PSA type place to grade them, you've got to say, hey, am I willing to say goodbye to this card for an undisclosed amount of time? They may say it's 90 days, but some days it's going to be 30 days like this was. Other times it might be 150 days and they're like, hey, we're sorry, but uh, we got too many cards you know and that's a that's a risk I think we all take when we send cards into grading but it's definitely worth it um so where to grade your cards uh do the research yourself and know a bit about the hobby and the realities before you jump in so we talk a bit about where to grade where to grade your cards uh how do i know what cards to grade how do you know what cards That you need to grade. And what I would say to you about that is. I've basically. Tried to. Time the market and say. What cards will people be buying two months from now? What cards will be hot? What will they be looking for? And then can I buy those right now raw for cheaper? Raw means not graded yet. Right. Can I can I buy those now? Send them to PSA or to SGC or HGA or CGS or BGS. Any of those, like those are the, those are the name brand ones, right? There's a CSG as well. Like there's a lot of these, but here's the deal. You're kind of trying to time when you want to resell them and you're looking at, okay, um, what are they worth now? If they grade an eight, a nine or a 10 and Then, you know, along with that, I I don't just want to know what they're worth. I want to know are they a a frequently traded card? Are they are they bought and sold a lot over the course of a month or over the course of two months? And that's where when I was doing some of my research and thinking about my next submission group, I think that'd be an even better case study for us. The next subgroup is like base cards of big name young stars in the league so Anthony Edwards Ja Morant I've got some base cards of both those guys uh, I've got some Darius Garland's obviously I've got some Tyrese Maxey some LeBron James uh, I'm actually going to be looking this weekend at the card show for Joel Embiid Giannis uh, the Joker uh, who else Kawhi maybe Damian Lillard I don't know um, I'm not looking for Lamelo Ball. I'm not looking for Zion. I'm not looking for KD or Kyrie. Might look for Steph Curry. I'm looking for guys that I'm pretty sure will be uh, frequently bought in December and January and February. And I'm saying, all right, uh, when my first look at that card. So this Saturday, if I see a card, somebody's got a Joel Embiid Prism Base Raw. I'm looking at that. Um turning it over, holding it up in the light. I'm saying, is that well-centered? Are the corners sharp? Does it look like it could be gem? Does it look like it could be mint? Sometimes I don't trust myself, so I get a buddy and I say, hey, Brett, hey, Larry, hey, Matt, hey, Fred, hey, John. John's good at this stuff. So is Brett. So is Dave, because Dave and Brett, they anyway, they, they do a lot of stuff together. The point here is, like, I I want another set of eyes on that card. I want Mike looking and saying, you know what, Gary, I wish I could tell you otherwise, but that is not a real Michael Jordan rookie. Like, I I love, we need the honesty. We need somebody else to tell us. Because sometimes I've looked at a card that I've thought, man, I could really grade that card. And I start to, like, try to will it into being, like, try to wish it into being mint when it's just not and you can say well yeah but sometimes a card that's not centered gets a 10 anyway. Sometimes a card that you know is like it's still going to get graded well. Like I I guess because I've done this 6 or 7 times now and gotten grades that I've been disappointed with, I'm like I need two or three other people to look at a card and tell me, "Yeah, or yeah, I would send that in." Um with the cards that I'm getting back, there's a there's a Ja Morant red, white, and blue prism that I thought, that has a chance at being a 10. If not, I'll be really happy with a 9. And I'll post the picture of it when I get it back there Saturday. I'll post it on Instagram. I love the card. It's a 9. I want to keep it. I probably won't sell it for quite a while. I wanted a nice-looking Ja Morant rookie. Now, if it was a 10 and the value was up high, I might want to flip it. I might want to sell it and say, I'm taking those profits, baby, and buying, in the, buying back in the offseason. But what cards to grade? And so some people would say, man, I'm only grading the goats, the big timers that I know are going to be worth something any time of the year. People are always buying Jordans, always buying LeBron's, always buying Steph Curry's. They're always buying Giannis. I, I get it, right? Guys that are retired, they have no chance of an injury ruining their season. Their legacy is secure that that Magic Johnson rookie, that Scottie Pippen rookie, that Shaquille O'Neal rookie, those guys, like, yeah, there will always be some market for them. The, the other side of that is their market's pretty stable, and I'm not sure how much it's going to go up. Like, there's not going to be a, all of a sudden, you know, six months from now, somebody makes a documentary about John Stockton and Carl Malone, and all of a sudden, John Stockton cards triple. Like, no, we've already been there and done that with the, uh, the Last Dance and with the Redeem team even. I don't know what cards are doing, but um, Netflix there. Uh, my point is what cards to grade would be, well, are there cards that you currently have that you would like to just have them preserved and in the right condition, right, for your future, you for just your future enjoyment and display. So if you got those cards, I've done that with a couple of my cards that are PC cards, and I'm glad they're slabbed. I'm glad they're protected and graded. I like it. Didn't have to pay too much for it. Uh, So are you doing it for your personal collection? Are you doing it to sell, to resell? Then, okay, go to eBay, check the recent sales of those cards at those grades and say, all right, uh, I think this could 9 or 10. Will I be okay if it gets an 8? Right? Am I willing to take the risk that it might be a 10? And then if I get a 10, am I willing to sell it when it's up? Because... um, there's a chance that I will have made significant money on it. That Desmond Bain silver, that's a 10. like that's, that's selling for $250. I think I have $50 or $58 in the card. Part of me is like, dude, I have to sell that, right? Uh, and use that to buy more cards to grade, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, what cards to grade? That's really going to be up to you. The other thing I would check is that a lot of these places, and I'll use PSA as an example, you can go in to their website and search for a specific card. So I can go in and search 2016 Jalen Brown Optic Hollow, and it'll tell you how many cards of that specific card they've graded, what they graded at, and like how many 10s there are in circulation. You want to get cards with what's a, what you might even see on the eBay listing, like a low pop count. So a card that maybe has only been a 10 less than a hundred times. I got one card that, uh, that I got in this grading submission group that might be the only card of its kind. That's even been graded yet. It's one of 75 Darius Garland autograph cards they gave out at the national or sold in these packs or whatever. And it got a nine. Well, a nine might be the only card that of 75 that have been graded yet. So I, I don't know. I can't even find it on PSA's search for, for cards. Um, so So that, that helps like the scarcity or the rarity thing can be established in grading and knowing the population count of what's been graded so far can help you decide which cards to send in and grade. And I've got like two stacks over there on my desk where I'm like, I've got a bunch of cards that I know I'm going to send in in this next value submission, where if you send at PSA right now, they have a deal for members. If you send in 25 cards that are valued at like $200 or less each, you can get them graded for 18 bucks a card. And uh, so I have a stack of cards that I'm like definitely sending in. And then I've got a stack of cards that I can't really decide about. And then next to that is a stack of cards that like, I kind of want them graded, but does it have to be now? Like, like I got to make a decision. How, m- how many $18 is am I willing to spend right now? Or do I need to keep a rolling, hey, I'll submit 20 cards every three months to grading and... Take what I get, sell it for profit, buy on some more. You know, uh, that's a strategy. That's why a lot of people are doing this. That's why it it filled up the the warehouses at PSA and at uh, SGC and at Beckett. Like all the places were just slammed with cards. Wanting you know, people want to grade them. Now they're all dropping their prices and saying, "All right, we're ready. Bring it on! Like give us some more great, give us some more cards to grade." Uh, SGC announced some better pricing, and by the way. I want to refer to you uh, the Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast I listened to a few nights ago, where they interviewed the president of SGC grading to talk about the grading market, and uh, I appreciate how how detailed they were, how honest they are, and how, how the president of SGC was like, guys, I like PSA too, like I I think they you know they do a lot of things right. However, there's also some opportunities in the market that SGC wanted to take advantage of, and it makes total sense to offer options to us as collectors and investors. Uh, there's no rush to say, "Oh shoot, I gotta get my cards graded." I listened to this podcast tips the 101. I, I gotta go search all these websites. No, seriously, no rush on that. Honestly, even though there's a NBA season starting here, and maybe there's some opportunities, but those opportunities will always be there. Give yourself space to to learn, to ask questions. Uh, like I said to to gradually set up an account one of the things that that helped me is just talking to other people that had had sent in cards to be graded like at a shop or at a show hey do you where do you get your cards graded? do you submit them by yourself or do you have a group that goes in together and submits them there's ways to save money on shipping and on memberships and stuff by doing it with a group uh, some groups though like, wipe the card down or clean the card for you, or they'll tell you, hey, I don't know if I'd send this one in, this Darius Garland Goodwin Champions card. Like, look at that massive dimple on his, you know, earlobe or something. I don't know. Uh, other other people that are part of group submissions, they, they help each other make the best decisions. They get their cards ready and ship them securely. I like that. I like that. I've learned a lot from asking other people what they do and how they do it. And I would just encourage you to to ask around, how is it done in your area? Like who is doing it in your country, in your locale, like where you're at? Sometimes there'll be graders on site at a big card show, like at the National or in Dallas or Miami, they'll have graders right there uh, or authenticators for like autographs on cards and memorabilia. Like you can get that in person, but but even if you're not there to have a card graded, you could just go, hey, ask them a few questions. Hey, what's your, what's your, cost on grading what you know what if a card grades at a higher price point do i have to pay more to get it graded from you like what what does a membership look like ask those questions um i would just see that as you've listened to a podcast now that gives you the basics on grading why to do it increases value preserves your card display your card authenticates it uh all those makes it attractive to buyers all that stuff uh where to get it done there's a lot of companies PSA seems to be the the gold standard and you can listen to Sports Card Investor their episode i think yesterday talked about uh is PSA like got too big of a lead like are they they have too much of the the market for grading and i guess they're doing a great job like <laughs> like there there's a reason for that uh but a worthwhile podcast to listen to there as well um where to get it graded i mentioned five or six companies that are very popular. It seems like SGC, BGS and then PSA. Those seem to be the big 3 right now. Um, and then what cards to grade, that is totally up to you. I I made a couple choices based on what cards are selling more frequently and where I find like if I'm at a I I I think I've talked to some of you about this this test if I'm at a shop or at a show and I see a card And the card speaks to me like that looks like it. That just looks perfect. That centering the the sharpness of the card. The the man, there's that's a cool looking card. If a card is beautiful, centered and, and looks perfect to you, like regardless of who the player is, if the card looks like a 10, then it seems like it's more likely to be a 10. If on the other hand, I've got a card in mind that, man, I'm really hoping to find a Maxi Silver. I'm really hoping to find a, you know, Kobe Bryant tops rookie, uh, one of those Kevin Durant tops rookies that you see everywhere, like black border or white border. Uh, There's a part of me that when I see that card and it's it's KD's rookie, I'm in my mind, I'm trying to will it to be a 10. I'm like, I want it to be worth grading. And uh, and sometimes I've made a purchase and then regretted it four or five days later when I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't even look at the back of the card. Look how badly centered that thing is. Oh, shoot, I didn't see it. I didn't actually hold it up. So I, I'm not afraid, you guys, to ask a seller, hey, can I can I take this out and look at it? Or or would you take it out for me? Because I want to just see, I'm, I I mean, just be up for, I'm considering grading this card. Sometimes you can ask a guy, especially, or a girl, if, if they've got a bunch of graded cards at their table, but they're selling that card raw, you could say, hey, did you consider submitting that in to, to PSA to get graded? And they might say, actually, I might. I just got it like an hour ago. Or they might say, you know what? I I really wish I could, but look at you need to see this this line on this printer mark or you need to see this, this um, splotch, you know, this corner or whatever, you know, um, have the conversation. Ask them. I think it's good to know what you're buying. Especially if you, you know, you're going to get home and be like, "Oh man, I paid fifty bucks for this card. That if it tens, it could be worth four hundred dollars. But now that I see this thing up close, it's obviously not going to ten. And sometimes a card that's that grades as a nine, this is another thing, guys. You do need to know. Sometimes a card that grades as a nine is priced at or valued by buyers as a little bit less than a raw card because a raw card still has a chance to ten, huh?" It's raw. You never know. Human element. You might get Jerry, and he's grading cards, and Jerry's in a good mood today because his Cleveland Guardians beat the Yankees in game two, and Jerry's really happy, so he wants to give you a good grade on that Evan Mobley silver cracked ice thingy. Jerry, come on, Jerry. So you might prefer the, the raw cards to the PSA 9 because that's already been marked off minus one. You know, 9 out of 10 is, a, is still like a B-plus in a lot of grading systems. It's not an A. So, yeah, I'm just saying know what the card's selling for at different price points even before you buy in. Because then you're like, I want it to be good. I got a Joe Burrow prism rookie, you guys, that I'm like, that thing is so not centered. <laughs> like, oh, man, I, I traded for it. I got it in a deal. I think it was with the Desmond Bain silver. So I, I won that Bain part. But, like, I got home and I looked at the Joe Burrow. I'm like, oh, geez, there is no way. I I don't care if Jerry like just got back from his honeymoon and Jerry got a raise and Jerry, you know, just won the lottery, no matter what good mood Jerry's in, it's not going to make that card any more centered. So I don't know. I don't really know if there's a Jerry, Jerry, if you're listening at PSA, man, uh, thanks for all the hard work you do. I think we should thank graders. Cause uh, it's, it's a tough place to be. It's like the umpires sometimes, or the referees in a game that it's hard to please everybody, you know? And, and uh, so these companies, but, I'm sure they also get paid to do what they do, but it's, it's not an easy job. And uh, so I've, I've enjoyed, I've met some people that do grading. Some of them for those companies, some of them just kind of freelance graders. And uh, it's a thing, like it's a good skill to learn and there are tools to help you do it. So guys, I think this has been long enough for a primer on grading, why we do it, where to do it, what cards to do it with. I would love to hear your stories. Maybe you've got a surprise 10, a card that you sent in or maybe you've got a specific question about one of the companies and we can chase that down together. We can give you some feedback from our uh, hoops and cards community in the discord, or I'll mention it on a future episode, but like I said, hit me up at uh, hoops and cards on Instagram, hoops and cards on Instagram. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Uh, I want to let you know that uh, if any of you are interested in checking out sports card investor and market movers, We now have a promo code where you can get the first month of a market movers membership at any level, the first month for a dollar, if you use the promo code hoops and cards. So I've been playing with market movers the last two weeks and uh, the market movers app. I uploaded my collection. As some of you guys know, I do the same thing with card ladder. Both of those resources are fantastic and add a lot to the hobby. Um, market movers i'm enjoying uh learning some of their new features and want to just pass on that good deal to you so their promo card promo card promo code nom, 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 hoops and cards hoops and cards at uh at market movers on sports card investor and guys that's all i got you know i could i could get on here and tell you that josh primo finished tonight with uh well, let me see here josh primo yeah who cares It's Keldon Johnson who turned it up again. Of course, 19 points in 28 minutes. He passed up Devin Vassell. But the Thunder still, oh, the Thunder still have the lead. And Terrence Mann. That's not Terrence Mann, it's Trey Mann. Trey Mann. I'm just going to leave you with that thought. Do you know who Trey Mann is? Peace out. Have a great weekend, guys. So, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?